This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. by the Saints for a touchdown! It's your inside pass to everything Saints football. Jimmy Graham brings it down, and that is a touchdown, New Orleans! We'll take you to places most fans never go. To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room, following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the Saints season. That is going to be a touchdown! Taysom Hill! Taysom TD! Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. And that is going to be a touchdown again. And guess who? Mike Thomas. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. Oh, baby! Week 14, Hudatch, welcome Inside Black and Gold. Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak gearing up for a monster matchup in the Caesar Superdome. 5-7 versus 1-11 NFC South heavyweights. Or not? Yeah, not a uh, not optimal by any stretch. Trying to hype it up. Yeah, yeah. Let's get hyped, baby. Let's get hyped. The only good oh, thing I can say, you know, it's funny because I don't think there's going to be a lot of Panthers fans traveling. <laughs> so will the seats just be empty this time? Wait, wait, there might be Detroit blue left over that might be confused with Panthers fans. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's a whole thing, and you know we're going to talk about it. this first segment. I kind of want to talk about the I want to talk about the booing. I want to talk about the state of the Superdome and and Ugh. why home games don't feel like home games. And you know we 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 got we had Mickey Loomis talk, and you know I he never really says anything, but at the same time, these last couple of weeks he said stuff that it's like by not say it's like he's doing his normal not saying stuff, but it's saying he's saying also saying stuff that's like what are you talking about? So I want to get into that. Uh, <laughs> He's also kind of at his wits end with some of this stuff. And and like, yeah, you don't hear him kind of get exasperated very often, uh, but uh, he did in this. So we're going to listen to that. We're also going to talk to Desmond Johnson, uh, host of the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast with the uh, former NFL running back Jonathan Stewart. Going to give us the lowdown on, you know, you think miserable. I think so. You think things are miserable in Saints land right now. <laughs> Just We can top that. Just wait until you end up in the scenario where you're one on 11 and have 
no first round pick. Like you thought it was bad for the Saints last year because they're going to give up a top 10 pick maybe to the to the Eagles. Well, you're not giving away the number one overall pick. Oh, God. Like that's a franchise altering pick that you will not make. <laughs> Someone else gets to make it. They could trade it back to you and get even more. That's and, and, and the new coach you brought in to lead that that high draft pick that you moved up for and gave up all these assets is now gone. Yeah, it's it's not good. It's not good. But you know what? One thing that that means is that you're going to get a team that shows up and has no incentive. Like that, that team is going to be playing to win, right? Like this is the time of year where you 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 will end up in matchups where the opposing team sometimes will not necessarily be putting forth their best effort to win. That's the most diplomatic way I can say that. You know, there no no coaches going in and saying we want to lose, so don't play well, right? But you're you're putting situations on the field that you know, like the the Eagles didn't want to win in week 17 a few years ago, so they just benched Jalen Hurts at halftime of a game they probably would have won otherwise, right? Like that's a tanking team. That won't be happening this week because there's no benefit for the Panthers in doing that. And yeah, and and it's like they're going to get the number one overall pick either way. But you know, it's a it's a good question. It's like at a certain point, do the players quit on the team? And I think. That was a take that has been floating around, right, around, around the Saints. And it was a very easy thing to say yeah. when you're looking at a scoreboard with seven minutes ago in the first quarter and there's 21 points on the one side and zero on the other side. And you're like, well, this team isn't playing. They're not playing. You know, they, they fought back. You give them credit for that. Like, I don't think the team has quit in that sense. And Mickey, it's, it's a question that Mickey Loomis is definitely not excited about hearing. And so this is what he had to say when he was asked... Uh, from by my cost this week. You either quit or you don't quit. So to me, it's kind of a pointless question because 21 nothing is the perfect opportunity to quit. They didn't quit. They hung as tough as they've ever hung. And again, you don't even have to respond because I've answered the question, I feel like, but it is out there. Yeah, well, that's just unsophisticated and lazy um, journalism, to be honest with you. Right. Um, as I said, someone, as someone that either didn't watch the game or doesn't understand the game and probably a lot of both. Ouch. So yeah, that's a that's a that's some fighting words there, Mickey. Very pointed. Yeah, and, and even the tone, you know, I wish I wish Mike wouldn't just say like I answered the question for you, so you don't just ask him the question, Mike. What are you doing? Anyway, <laughs> like why 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 would you ask the question that way? Just uh, it's like so strange. I guess Mike realized too how ridiculous it is to say this team quit. That that's the only thing that I took from it that. Is a, it is it is right. It is a ridiculous take. And you're like, there's a lot to criticize and we're going to talk about it. Um, but like the <laughs> right. idea that they quit is just, nah, that's not what happened. I mean, they they got punched in the mouth and maybe they didn't show up ready. You know, and that's a, that's a coaching that's question. That's a lot of questions there. But they didn't quit. Um, and they're still playing hard and they're playing for each other and, and whatever. But, you know, the, the bigger question is like, why were there so many Lions fans in the building, Right. And and this is the question for Mickey. And 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 why are the fans booing your own team, right? And this is what Mickey had to say on, on that front. The Lions were in town. We've seen a lot of teams that travel well. Pittsburgh travels well. Lions traveled well and had very very good seats. What I think was atypical for me to see with a number of fans from the other team was where they sat, which was lower bowl behind their other team's bench, which means they pretty much had their choice. Of, of, of where they wanted to sit. It was just, it was, you know, the Saints were able to shut them down in the second half from a, from a fan standpoint, but it was just kind of an, an atypical situation for me. 
Yeah, I would say this. Um, look, we're used to having a large number of Saints fans at some of our um, opponent, uh, you know, away games. Uh, we're not used to having that volume of visiting fans at our games. And so I would say, look, we, you know, our stadium sold out on a season basis. That's disappointing to have, you know, that many tickets that are resold and, and um, you know, given to visiting uh, fans. But look, I understand it. I mean, I understand the economics of it. I understand that, you know, season tickets are expensive and, you, know, you can't go to every game. And so, you know, pick and choose to sell some, but I, I was a little caught off guard by the volume, as you said, in the lower bowl, that was unusual. And look, I understand it, but that doesn't mean I have to like it. <laughs> right. It's kind of like, you know, the, or the early booing. I, you know, I understand it. Look, one of the things that we have here is a very, very passionate fan base. I appreciate that. Our fans care. They want to win. We've set a high standard for that. And when we don't win, it, it can become emotional. Uh, look, our team's fighting. They're fighting to uh, and giving everything they can to win a game. Every player is. And the booing doesn't help us. It certainly doesn't help us. And I know as a fan myself of, of teams, I understand that, yeah, I can be angry and, and boo, but I'm not helping my team doing that. And so, look, it is what it is. But, again, fans have the right to do that. They have the right to express themselves. They're paying Lots of money uh, to come watch our team, and they they can certainly boo, but uh, I don't have to like it. You don't. You do not have to like it. Um, the fans don't have to like it either, right? So there are a few things that we can unpack there. <laughs> the first is I'd like to believe that Mickey doesn't think the reason there were so many Lions fans in the stadium and the reason Saints fans are selling their tickets is because of the economy. Because if you go on SeatGeek and you look at some of the prices, you're not. You can, get a you can get tickets no. right now for 12 bucks for Sunday. Right. So, like, he's talking as if, like, so, for example, I used to, I had Pelican season tickets for a while and I I, and I never went to enough games. So, I just, you know, I, I stopped getting them. Uh, but, like, there was a point where, you know, I think it was early in the Zion, right? It was after Anthony Davis got traded and the Lakers were coming to town. And it's like, I was able to, I either go to that, I want to go to that game. It's a game I want to go to. But, I'm able to sell that ticket for a, a price point that is like I can make back 60% of what I spent on the season tickets by selling this one game, right? And especially in the NBA, you're talking about, you know, 41 home games. It's like, okay, yeah, I can I can live with not going to that one, right? Because I would split them and I was like, no, I want this one because I, I do plan on selling it, right? What, but that's like... That's the case when the tickets are above face. When they're below yeah. face, that's not what you're seeing. Fans are not giving away tickets for $20 when the face was 70 or whatever because they oh, it's like oh, I got to, you know, I want to make some money back here. It's like no, they're not going because they because the product is not good. Yes. And and it's like that's why like this week I I think There'll, there'll be a big statement if, you know, because Panthers fans aren't traveling. Like one of the reasons all those tickets got sold is because Lions fans traveled and they were able to get really good seats. Like they were going to buy tickets either way, but typically right. you'd hope that they were up top, right? <laughs> um, and so like what happens when those tickets don't get sold? Do the fans show up? Or are you have, going to have a surplus of empty seats in this stadium? something that you don't see very often. You know, that's my question. Um, and that's what happens when a 1-11 and a 5-17 and meet up in the end of the season, right? Like... Um, yeah, I got a feeling attendance is going to be pretty ugly on Sunday. So the other question I have is the booing. And 
you know, Mickey, I think he, he, I think everyone's kind of said the same thing and it's, it's not helpful, right? Like, and I I have kind of a a take on it that people probably aren't going to like, but I feel, I, I do believe it in that. So the, the saints are not going to make decisions based on anything other than the performance on the field. Right. Cause it's like, I think the saints, how they view their operation from the front office perspective is they have to be the adult in the room, right? That's how they operate. They're not going to, and we're going to talk a lot about David Tepper and the Panthers and, and a lot of their decision-making seems driven by the outside noise and the saints are devoted to being on the opposite side of that. And, and the way I kind of see it and, you're going to be mad when I say this, but this is what. So, so Steve, you have a you have a kid, right? You're you're, you're a parent, yeah. Okay, like your your kid's old enough now, but if you go back a few years, you know, if you went to the grocery store and your kid says, "I want a candy bar," and you say no, and then the kid throws a temper tantrum, right? It's like, "I want the candy bar. Give me the candy bar." Well, what are you going to do? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, that's not going to work with me. Sorry. Um, you're going to definitely not get the candy bar, yeah. and you're going to make life worse for yourself in the end. That Dad's not going to cave on that one. Right. Like, you're not buying the kid that candy bar. Because, no. because why? Because the next time anything happens, that, that the, now the kid tantrum, knows right. that if he throws a temper tantrum, he's going to get whatever he wants, right? And so the good, like, any any parent who's, you know, sensible is like, no, I can't, I can't cave every time the kid throws a temper tantrum, right? But you know, like, and and, and like the Saints, Saints fans are that kid right now. When when you are booing your quarterback going in and out of the game, that's a temper tantrum. It's not helpful. It's not healthy. I get what you're doing. It's not a good thing. But you know, so just going back to that, it's like you know the situation. You're not going to love your kid any less because he throws a tantrum. You're gonna. It's like you're gonna be to talk to him. Be like, you know what? We'll figure this out. But you know who that is making an impression on? Every other person in the grocery store who's pretending to ignore it. But at the in, in their head, they're like, well, I'm glad that's not my fucking kid. Sure. Oh, absolutely right. <laughs> you know, like if, if there's a Lions player who hits free agency, it's like a competitive free agent thing. And, and they're just like, oh, where do I want to go play? What's the good atmosphere I can go play? You know, it's like that's where that's. A fa- and, and, I, and I get it. Like you're trying to make a statement. And to me, it's like, no, you are making a statement more so to everybody else that walks into that stadium. Like, do you think that's going to be helpful when you're trying to like when the Saints go to sign a competitive free agent and they're like, oh, but our fan base is the best in the world. And like I walked into that building and heard them booing in the second quarter of the game. Like you can't separate the front office from the players on the field, from Derek Carr to this, to that. You are booing everything. You are booing Alvin Kamara. You are booing whatever player you don't hate. Everyone on that field Here's you booing and everyone is affected by it. You cannot separate out. I don't like Derek Carr and I'm mad about it. I don't like Mickey Loomis and I'm and I'm mad about the decisions he's making. I don't like Dennis Allen and I want him fired. You are booing every single player on that field. And like to me, I am okay with like this the social media stuff and the you can call into the radio show and 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 yell and scream and do whatever. To me, I think the like the 
players on the field are are fighting, right? And that's kind of the point. If they had quit, if they put on a 40-point loss and and never showed up, because you see that, right? We've seen that. That's not crazy. But like that's why when you hear guys like Tyron Matthew, guys like Jameis Winston, right? Guys who aren't technically getting booed, right? Aren't the ones you are targeting, but it's still affecting them, right? And I just think like it's impossible to say we are booing Derek Carr and I'm supportive of other players on the team. You are booing the team. And no, I don't, like I, I'm not that. a fan of it. I will never endorse it. Alvin Kamara talked about it this week. He's like, I've never seen anything like that. It was like, I understand why you're booing. It's like, I, I don't like it. I don't have to like it. I'm not going to tell 60,000 people what to think. And I just think that's true. Like, it's like, I don't think that booing one individual player on a team is even possible to do. And I think that's what people thought they were doing. But in reality, you're affecting every single player on that field. And you are affecting the atmosphere around the team and the perception of this team around the NFL. And at the end of the day, I don't think it's going to affect Mickey Loomis, the front office, the decision-making whatsoever. They're going to make the decisions based on what happens on the field, whether that's something you like or not. It's not going to be because the fans boot. Uh, so, I do I say it is, it is a little, I don't want to say eye-opening, but it is shocking to see that from this Saints fan base. And yeah. I know I'm not originally from New Orleans. I didn't grow up with the, you know, the bad news bags on the, the, the heads kind of Saints. I came around my first year covering this team, 2009, Super Bowl Saints. Uh, very fortunate to be around for that. And that Drew Brees, Sean Payton era where, yeah, th- th- this new Saints era is all about winning. And they haven't experienced uh, a lot of this hardship. There's been some lean years, but not I guess as much as we've seen going into this season, especially now with the questions that head coach that folks are frustrated with the quarterback issues that, uh, you know, everyone's knocking the $150, $150 million man. I I do agree. It was more of not just targeted at car. It really was the whole team because that 21, nothing hole. It was the emotional, you know, powder keg that sparked everybody right there. Even Cajun Cannon in the press box, he stood up and started booing too. And I'm like, Bobby, sit down. What are you doing? Uh, you know, we, we can't be, you know, taking part in this cheering yeah. or booing kind of thing. But yeah, I, I got it. I, I don't like it either. But man, it, it comes with the territory when you, they've been struggling so much. And then that piss poor performance of digging such a huge hole when so much was on the line. And it is rough. And I, and I understand why it happens. I understand why it happens. Um, and I, and I, and it's like, it had like, it, they booed in new England when we were there, right. They were booing the Patriots. Their, their home fans are booing. I'm like, there you go, right. and that's what happens when you, when you get beaten the way that you got beaten. I just, I don't like the idea of booing an individual player, you know, and, and to, to Derek's credit, like he heard it, you know, he heard it and he went out and he played well. Right. And so like he, he didn't go go to the bench and sulk, you know. I think he put together a pretty good performance after that happened, and like that's the reason it stopped, right? Like the fans weren't going to stop booing if he continued to play poorly. He played right. better and, and it got better, and and that's the answer in the end is play better, win games. <laughs> and it's like it's not just play better; it's play better and win games, right? And you know, if you can do that, then a lot of this stuff goes away. But I don't. I just I think there's a level of toxicity that appears when you. Like it's like these like you could say all you want about Derek Carr. You don't like Derek Carr. He's still going out there and putting his ass on the line and taking hits and getting the shit beat out of him, right? For the fans, you know. <laughs> um, and and I, I I don't know. Like I there's teams in the NFL every year that are a mess, and 
you kind of just you want to see progress and you want to see it going the right direction. And when it's not, it's very frustrating. But I do think that there's a le- there's a point at which the just naked aggression toward the players themselves is just unhealthy when it's like the players are going out there and trying to win a game. Like when you're booing, you're not booing just the coaching staff. Again, you're not booing just the front office and you're, you're trying to make a statement and I get it. They hear you. But it's like, if you, are you an Alvin Kamara fan, right? Like, are you a, are you a Taysom Hill fan? Are you a Chris Olave fan? Cause you're booing them too, whether you think you are or not. And so that's, well, they cheered when Taysom ran on the field. I know. <laughs> well, and, and it's like, but that's you can't separate that out. You I can't. know, I know. <laughs> um, and so that's kind of my take on it. And I was like, I, I think, I think if the Saints go out and win this week, I think there will be some positivity. But I also think at the same time, people will be like, yeah, it's the Panthers, whatever. Um, I think they probably have to win their next four games for anyone to get really excited about it. You know, if they if they beat the the Giants and and then they can go to L.A. and win a game in in L in L.A. too, man. You know, I think people will get excited, and then that week sure. 60, 17 game against the Bucks, I think people will get into it, and you know, but it's like it's tough, and the, and the and the players know this. It's like like I'm not here to I'm not here to tell you that the you know the rich players should 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 not hear what you have to say about them because they're so you know they're so delicate and they can't they can't defend themselves. Like no, they can't they can't. I just when I see a team playing hard, it's frustrating to see them booed. And that's what was happening in the second and third quarters of that game. And I don't think that the fans ever came back. Like, like the, I don't think that in the fourth quarter of that game, when they had a chance to go down the field and score a touchdown, I didn't hear that noise. Right. I didn't hear a crowd that was hot, you know? And, and so it's like, well, one of the, you know, what, what is, what is a big part of your home field advantage? You know, like that helped you win games. So when that's not there, the, that's going to be the difference in close games. And it just didn't exist. It, you made life very easy on the Lions in that game. And particularly because there was a lot of Lions fans there. The fix is winning, obviously. The, the fix is winning. <laughs> right. The fix is winning. And again, I just don't think that it's like if you think that booing the team and and selling your tickets to Lions fans is going to make this team be like, you know what? Now we have to fire the coach. If they're going to fire the coach, they're going to fire the coach. Yeah, it, it kind of feels like, I don't know, a little bit like something – Something could be a brewing if you end up dropping this game to Carolina Sunday. Then, then it's like you know what? All bets are off. Then for me, if there is there, there would be in season adjustments. Right, and, and again, at the end of the day, it's gonna come down to what happens on the field. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, it, it is what it is. I am curious to see how the noise is this week. I am curious to see how that develops and the atmosphere in the Superdome's. Like we're talking about it because it's a factor, because it's a, like an, a factor in the game itself. Right. Like it's a, it affects the players on the field, even the ones that pretend to don't hear it. You know, like, like we, there was like Taysom pretended he didn't hear it. Yeah, James you know, he didn't hear it. But then there's others who was like, of course you hear it. Everyone heard it. It's impossible to not hear it. Um, so it's kind of funny, but well, yeah, we'll I mean, obviously I get it when you're on the field in the game, a play's happening. It's not really something you pay attention to, but yeah, Taysom, when you were running off the field and Derek was coming back, you heard those boos, brew. Yeah, and you knew what they were. But all right, let's wrap up that segment, my my weekly preaching session of... You oh, know, you're going to get the fans pissed at you now. I yeah, can boo, boo if, I, if I please. Boo me. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, go ahead and boo. On the sideline, just boo them. I mean, and again, like, go ahead and boo. You have every right to boo, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend like that I think it's, that I think it's like a cool thing to do. Because I don't. I don't. I, I just, I don't think that that's helpful 
to anybody on a, on the field. Like you want the team to win. No, no, right. And last, last and, week there was nothing cool about it. It was savage, and I think yeah, it did it did hit a lot of folks hard for sure because it yeah. was obvious. But anyway, we talked we talked that to death, um, <laughs> and we'll, I'm sure we'll talk more about it next week when there's inevitably more booze. It, it'll it'll be interesting to see if Jameis is out there instead of Derek and struggles. Right. If the if the booing comes after him, or if it's very much a Derek Carr thing, who knows? We'll see. But all right, we're gonna we're gonna wrap that up. We're gonna come back with Desmond Johnson, host of Believe in Carolina Panthers and owner of Tobacco Road Sports Radio.com. Gonna give us the lowdown on another fan base that probably is booing a lot. I wouldn't know because I don't watch Panthers games just like everybody else. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> yeah. When you're one on eleven, you know, it doesn't really matter. When you're one on eleven and you don't you can't even affect your own draft pick with the result. Doesn't really matter. What's um, wild, Jeff? Second straight year now. It's going to be two different coaches and two different quarterbacks. Yep. Oh no, never mind. No, we, the quarterback's we Bryce. We faced Bryce Week One. My yeah, mistake. The quarterback's the same. Week two. I wonder if they're still running Andy Dalton on this like QB sneak plays. Right. Right. <laughs> the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Super. Well, it was the weirdest thing until I saw the Saints try to run a speed option with Derek Carr. Hey. <laughs> um. But all right, this is Inside Black Go. We'll be right back.